Welcome, welcome. You're listening to season six of Oh My Travel Podcast. A travel podcast that highlights women, people of color, and our travel community. I'm your host, Janine, a.k.a. The Wild Explorer. And I'm your co-host, Martha, a.k.a. Martha Getzet. We have a great episode for you today. So let's go. And we're back with another episode of Oh My Travel Podcast. We have a special guest with us. We have Diani of While She's Away Podcast. She is the host of the podcast. And it's just always so much fun talking to other podcasters. Um, So Diani, please tell us a bit more about yourself or tell our listeners a bit more about yourself. Hi guys, thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful to be here and get to chat with you guys. Um, And it is so much fun meeting other podcasters. I I love the whole podcasting space, but a little bit about me. So as you said, my name's Yanni. I um, have a podcast called While She's Away, where where I interview other women in the travel space. And it's specifically made by women for women to empower women to travel more, solo travel more, get out there and kind of do all the things that we want to do, but maybe sometimes shy away from doing. So I interview different women who are living badass lives in the travel space. And yeah, they tell their stories, their advice and all of their expertise. Um, A little bit about me. I took my first solo trip when I was 23 and I left the States. I'm from New Jersey and headed over to India. Um, as my first solo trip and spent several months. And ever since then, I've kind of been hooked, Um, spent some time living in Spain and I'm in the States now. And in the next two months, I will be off traveling again. And I'm so excited. So that's a little bit about me. Oh, I love that. um, That's really exciting. You just went like full force. Um, So that's really cool. Um, Yeah, I feel like most people wouldn't think of India as their first solo trip, um, but we love highlighting places that aren't, you know, your run of the mill, Europe, just like the major ones. Um, So that's super exciting that you decided to do your first solo one in India. That's like, bravo. Thank you. It was kind of like a go big or go home. I Well, initially I was supposed to be traveling with um, an ex-partner and I had been saving money and we were going to do South America together. And after a few months, um, they were not, you know, they were actually weren't ready and I still really wanted to go. And so I kind of reconfigured my plans and picked India. And I think it was one of those things where I didn't even know what I didn't know at that point because it was my first time. So I was like, yeah, it'll be fine. Let's just do it. And I was off and it was the best experience ever. Now, I don't know if I would have maybe done it the same, but it was definitely amazing. That's awesome. I love that. Um, okay, so Martha and I love doing a little like icebreaker. Um, we're gonna do a this or that. So just whatever whatever comes to your mind, whatever's the first choice is the first choice. Um, All right. Let's no need it. to justify it, but if you feel the need to, we we welcome it. <laughs> okay, sounds good. <laughs> All right. Um, first one: holidays at home or holidays abroad? Oh, abroad, definitely. Oh, all right. Um, Europe or Asia for mm. travel. That is so hard. Um, 
I think I'm going to say Asia. All right. All right. I like it. I like it. Um, okay. Lots of short trips or a couple of long ones. I love me. I love me a long-term trip. I love a long-term trip. So definitely long. Amazing. All right. Um, we've got solo or with friends? Solo. I've done a few trips with friends, but I, I'm a solo traveler at heart. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. All right. And last one, window seat or aisle? Oh, window, 100%. I fall asleep anywhere and everywhere. I'm notorious for being able to fall asleep <laughs> anywhere. And so I need the window to rest my head and make a little makeshift comfy spot for me to sleep. So always a window seat. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> I got, so not I got to look out of. No, not even to look out of. Just for me to sleep. <laughs> just for me to get comfy. Awesome. Um, all right. Well, okay. So you told us a little bit more about yourself, but um, kind of want to go back a little bit. So did you grow up traveling a lot or was this like just something that kind of developed later in life or how did that all get started? Good question. So I, when I was younger, I hadn't really traveled much. I think my family, we didn't have a lot of money. I came from a um, Puerto Rican, Guatemalan, like immigrant family. And so we didn't spend a lot of time traveling. We did kind of the basic ones to Florida or Disney World or like every once in a while. But I had my first experience outside of the U.S. when I was 14. Um, I was raised very Christian. And so I went to private schools and Christian schools. And so they did missions trips where you're volunteering and also talking about God, which I have qualms with now. But anyway, I was 14 and we went to Honduras for nine days and did volunteer. Um, and I couldn't talk to my family or anything while I was away. I don't remember why the reason was, but we got to call them when we got there and at the end of the trip and like let them know that we were fine. Um, and that was my first exposure outside of the U.S. And I remember really enjoying being outside and experiencing and seeing all these things that I didn't even know were out there. Um, and from that first experience, I just remember feeling like, okay, I have to make this a part of my life. And so through college, I had tried to study abroad, but it was kind of expensive and I couldn't afford it. And I had wanted mm -hmm. to join the Peace Corps, but it was, um, I think it was like a two-year commitment and I didn't want to do that either. And so I had never really found another way to do it, but I knew that it was something that I had really wanted to experience and pursue. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, it's interesting, like, how, because I wanted to, um, to study abroad while in college as well. And I don't know if I just like briefly looked into it, but it was just like a wall all of a sudden, right? Like, you're like, oh, yeah. this is too expensive. And, you know, the things that you don't know, you just don't know. And if there's no one to kind of I do. You. <laughs> yeah, it makes it exactly. so much more difficult. So exactly. I'm glad you made up for it and are, are living your best life now. I mean, not that you weren't then, but um, that's awesome that you, you you're like, I, I've got to do this. I've got to figure it out. And sometimes yeah. it takes. And I did. Um, I, um, 
I, I mean, yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying about college. And I think coming from an immigrant family too, like I, my parents didn't even like finish high school, let alone know anything about college. Like I was the first person in my family to graduate from university. And so um, they didn't really have any guidance when it came to that. And I remember going to that meeting for, I think it was for Italy for one semester and I was so excited and I remember getting all the information and then they were talking about the price and I was like oh that's nuts it's not gonna work never mind um and there was probably things that I could have done scholarship wise or different things but I just you know I wasn't aware at that time which yeah it's okay and were you the first um like the eldest in your family like to go to college or did you have brothers or sisters that went before you I have two younger brothers. I am the oldest. So I have two younger brothers who are 20 and 18. And so they actually, the 20 year old is not going to college and the younger one is just finishing up high school now. So yeah, I'm the the oldest and the only one who's done it. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I feel like that makes a difference too, because not only are you the, um, the, like nobody else has had that college experience so they wouldn't be able to guide you through the you know any extracurriculars that you might want to do because I feel like that's how it was for me um I wanted to travel a a study abroad but I was just like dude I'm just lucky enough to be here like I don't know what's going on but then my younger sister she did study abroad and she was able to and I think my two I don't know if the two youngest youngest ones did but I know they did like a like a college travel trip I don't know if it was study abroad or just like with the college just like a trip or no Mm. both of them two of them did actually and I think it just made it easier for them because I was there and we were kind of there for each other like okay well you know she did college and you know maybe she might know a little bit more now and then just the resources so being like that second third one in line it's it's a it makes it a lot easier so definitely definitely sometimes I mean I'm I'm the oldest, so I get to kind of set the precedent for my younger brothers. If, you know, if they need help, I can be that resource. Yeah. But I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter, but it's also like I didn't have that resource for myself. But, you know, being the oldest, you're paving the way, you're figuring it out for who's to come after you. And so I'm still proud of myself that even though I didn't get to do those opportunities, I still got to go to college, which in my family was huge. And I graduated and, you know, I have a degree and that in itself is something to be really excited and proud for. Yes, of course. Okay. Well said. Um, Did you have a trip that like changed things for you? Like just, well, you talked a little bit about, um, the Honduras trip. trip. Yes. The Honduras trip that like from there, you just wanted to, you, you knew this is what you wanted to do and, um, and travel more. Um, what was like, what were your trips like after that? Like, was it, did you feel like things came easier or was it still like, I'll, I'll kind of explain what you know, I'll give you a little story of like what I've done after that. And so not until after I graduated college, um, did I, I was okay. So right after I finished college, I had gotten into a master's program and I was going to go and get my master's in, um, social work. And 
I had a internship picked out and I had my schedule made and everything. And a few weeks, probably a month before the program was supposed to start, I decided to not do it. I dropped all of it and I kind of got cold feet and I was like, I really want to travel. And I know that if I don't do it now, um, it's not going to happen. You know, I feel like I'm going to end up getting my master's and then get in, start working. And there's not going to be any time in between where I can do that long-term trip that I really wanted to do. So instead of going for my master's, I talked to my family and told everyone, I was like, look, I'm going to work for a year, save up money and do this kind of backpacking trip that I wanted to do. And so I think that was the trip that kind of changed my life when I gotten on the plane to to India, not having been to even another state in the U.S. by myself, deciding to go to India um, and spending four months in Southeast Asia, backpacking through India and Thailand, Vietnam and Laos. And that was the first trip that kind of really opened my eyes to what was even possible for me in this space of travel, seeing other people doing it. And that was, that was the big kind of game changer for me. Amazing. And were your parents supportive when you told them you were going to India? Um, I think they're definitely scared as are Mm -hmm. any other parents who are like, you're going where alone? So (laughs) I, I know they were definitely terrified but they knew that this was something that I really felt that I wanted or needed to do and so they were they were supportive um but really really scared because I mean coming from an immigrant family as well my dad came from Guatemala when he was 15 to the states out of necessity like those these kind of like big audacious backpacking trips weren't weren't for fun weren't because you wanted to go and explore it was like I came here because I wanted to create a better life for myself and for you know future generations um and so I don't think they fully understood why I wanted to do it and they were really afraid for me but they saw how excited and passionate I was and so were supportive and loving Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, my parents, like my first solo trip was to Nicaragua. And they're like, uh, why aren't you going with someone? Like, hey, I'm going no matter what. So please get on board. Exactly. <laughs> <I'm here. laughs> um, so, you know, stalking a little bit your Instagram page and your podcast. Um, you know, we, we uncovered a little bit of things about you. But um, I wanted to ask... Um, you have spent time as an au pair. I cannot say that. I know it's the French name for like a nanny type, right? An au pair, um, yeah, an au pair. Au pair, there we go. So super fancy. Um, what has that, has that job made travel easier for you um, or harder or like than the nine to five type job? Because, you know, you feel like, I feel like it gets glamorized and you think, oh, well, they just go travel with like, you know, a very well-off family and you get to kind of do your own thing. But how do you, has that been flexible for you and, you know, being able to get out there and go places? That's a good question. Um, it's, it's tricky because like you said, it can be very glamorized. It's like, oh, look, she's living 
and the Costa Brava in Spain and she's living in Madrid and it's, it's it looks really nice. Um, but it's definitely not like a career. It's something I'm, I did because I really wanted to stay in Spain longer and I was low on money and I was trying to figure out how I could make that work. And so I have decided to, you know, hop on au pair world and figure it out. Um, there's definitely pros and cons. I mean, the pros are living with a family. So you get a really authentic, real experience of, of wherever you are. You get to know the culture and they're usually very open and wanting to show you around and want you to, you know, learn as much as you can about the place that you're at. And so that was one of the biggest pros. I think both of the families that I au paired with were so lovely, so sweet, um, so accommodating and helpful. And uh, not everyone has that experience. There's a lot of au pair horror stories. Um, another pro is obviously getting to live in that country. And also if you stay for, I think longer than three months, you are required to take an English course at the, uh, not an English, a language course in whatever country you're in. So I was taking a Spanish course and I was able to learn more Spanish at the same time. And it's, it's, those are some of the pros, but I think the cons are obviously, you know, if you're not passionate about taking care of kids, it's not for you. If you don't like working with kids, that's not something for you. And there's restrictions in what you're able to do because you are living with that family so you have to be a bit more mindful and um yeah that's definitely a big one you're uh being more mindful and also um you know the hours you're working so you're not just off backpacking for long term you're you're actually working in the country that you're in so it's a different experience actually living there and doing these things rather than just coming through for a week or two weeks. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no. yeah I feel like, like a- it would def- definitely be a lot more rules if you were staying with someone, with a family that employs you than you would be if you were just like at a random hostel or hotel. You're just like, oh, I can't have too much fun. I can only have just enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's definitely those rules, but it was also, I mean, for example, the family that I stayed with in the summer, um, I was living with them for probably three months on the Costa Brava, so north of Barcelona, and they ran a scuba diving school. And so I got to get my um, open water diving certification for free because I was living with them. And it was one of the most beautiful beaches. The Costa Brava is absolutely incredible. So there's just these amazing clear blue water beaches and and I was scuba diving for free. So it was really, really incredible and definitely had its perks. <laughs> yeah, that sounds incredible. So how many families have you au paired with? I've au paired with two different families. So one family okay. this past summer for... Um, that was three or four months. And then another family in Madrid um, from September to December for another few months. And then I ended up coming home earlier than expected. Okay. Very cool. What is the process like? Because like, does the family pick you or do you pick the family? Are there like, or, you know, anyone listening is like, oh, I, I, 
want to do this. This is a great way to, you know, stay in a country or, you know, be able to be somewhere and, um, you know, have my accommodations covered and, and whatnot. I mean, there's so, so many like reasons why someone would want to be an au pair. Um, but what is that process like? And I know you said this isn't for everyone. So if there's any like kind of, you know, other than like not liking children, well, here, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm asking too many questions, but I would love <laughs> no, to know okay. what the process is like. Okay, so I'll start there. What the what the process is like? I I think it's different for me because I did it while I was still in Spain. So I first went to Spain as an English teaching assistant. There's an auxiliar program through the Ministry of Education, where basically they place you in a school and um, you're working as an English teaching assistant in the English classrooms for about 20 hours a week, and you get a monthly stipend. And so I originally went to Spain doing that. And then after that was from October to May, beginning of June. And when that was over, I wasn't ready to come back. And so I was trying to figure out other ways that I could stay. And one of the options that a few people had mentioned was au pairing. So I started researching different sites and there are lots of different sites. You can either work with an agency where you pay the agency to help connect you to a family, which I guess can be a way to do it more securely because um, they're making the connections for you. They're vetting the families and all of that. But a free option is Au Pair World, and that's the website I used, where you kind of go on and make a profile, um, just like, I don't know, like it was Tinder or something, but obviously not the same For thing, babysitters. But, yeah, but for <laughs> babysitters, basically. So you go on and make your profile with your pictures and your descriptions and what you're looking for and all of that. And then it gives you access to a bunch of other families who maybe are looking for the same time frame, looking for the same months, looking for, you know, hours and whatever. And you can kind of match up with different families. They can send you a message. You can send them a message. And that kind of kickstarts the process. If you're coming from outside of whatever country you're trying to go to, so say I was starting in the U.S. trying to go to Spain, then I would have to figure out getting a student visa and doing all of that. But because I was already in Spain, it was easier for me to just stay. But mm -hmm. it's really as simple as that. I also did mention if you're going to stay for longer than three months, then you have to take the course, the language course, which is not paid for by the family. You have to pay for that out of pocket. And they can be a bit expensive. The one I was doing in Madrid was pretty expensive. So that's like a cost or thing to keep in mind. Um, but yeah, I mean, finding and and picking an actual family, I feel like is actually not that hard of a part. The rest of it is kind of figuring out the visa and the course you're going to take and all of all of that part of the process. Could you tell them, like, I already know Spanish, um, like in my case, <laughs> or you, is you there a can, test yeah. that I can like test out of? Like, I'm like, I don't need these courses, please. You probably can. There's definitely, you definitely can test out of it. I mean, for me, this, unfortunately for me, my parents didn't teach me Spanish growing up, which is really sad. So in Spain is when I learned a lot of my Spanish. And so I still, you know, needed to take those courses. But I think if you can take a test and prove that you have like a, I think the highest level is a C2. If you can prove that you have that level, 
then you probably won't have to take the course. I'm assuming they're not going to make you sit in a course if you already know the language. I'm like, ya sé todo esto. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so being um, an au pair allowed you to stay in Spain, which is awesome. And um, were there other travels that kind of like came from that Did, uh, other than maybe like, you know, weekend trips or, or um you know going going with the family did this also allow you to like since you're already in Spain you're so close to so many countries were you able to travel a lot more then um so unfortunately no I was in Spain for a full year and wasn't even able to leave Spain really sadly I know that's oh so my sad. god that hurts my heart <laughs> I know it's so heartbreaking but it's because um when I had first arrived it was October of 2020 so it was still in the height of COVID and COVID restrictions mm-hmm. and there were still a lot of restrictions put in place for a while when I was there the first um months and so I, we couldn't really travel at all. And then more towards over the summer, things started to get better. But at that point I was working as an au pair with the family. So I wasn't really getting any time off to go anywhere. And then when I was in Madrid, I'm going to be completely honest, I was like broke. So I was like, there's no way that I I couldn't even afford to go anywhere else. But um, no, (laughs) I didn't get to, but I'm going back to Europe this summer and I'll be going to a bunch of different countries so I'm really looking forward to getting to do the things that I didn't get to do when I was there before. Nice I mean you love like more like longer term travel so I mean and Spain is such a beautiful country there's so much to see just even within like Madrid or Barcelona um, but just all over the country so that's really Absolutely. cool. Absolutely. And I that. got to know, I think um, it's unfortunate I didn't get to travel more outside, but I think because of that, I got to know Spain really well and visit a lot of places within Spain. And now it just has this special place in my heart always because, you know, I spent a while living there and I, I love it there. Oh, amazing. Okay. So I want to talk about your podcast because we are so excited um, to have someone on that has a travel podcast. So welcome to our little community of travel baddie babes um, (laughs) in podcasting. Uh, So tell us how that started. What sparked um, this new project for you? Awesome. Um, Yeah. Well, thank you for welcoming welcoming (laughs) me into the travel podcast community. Um, but the spark was definitely that first trip that I took because, uh, before then I had always kind of felt like that weird person that wanted to go traveling. And I know you guys maybe feel the same way before you started traveling, you didn't know anyone else who did this, you know, who traveled all the time. And once I went to India, I was staying at an ashram. And there was a bunch of other women who had different stories and who'd been, you know, doing cross country across the U.S. or were, you know, living in different places and had all of their own individual stories. And it really just opened my eyes to 
what was out there in terms of travel and what was capable, what was available for me to be able to do and what other people were doing that I had no idea was possible. And it made me so excited and inspired. And I had always been an avid podcast listener. And so I figured um, this would be a great way for me to have women on who are doing awesome things and be able to interview them and share their stories and talk to them. And so when I first started, a lot of the people that I have had, if you go back to old episodes, are people that I've met through my travels. Um, One girl is someone I met when I was in Vietnam and Hanoi and we were out for beers and we've still stayed in contact and I got to have her on and um, another girl that I had met at the ashram in India I had her on as a guest and um, getting to kind of reconnect and share their stories was the main reason I'd started but it's involved into this you know project of wanting to be more vocal about what women are doing what women are capable of and sharing those experiences well I love that yeah that's I mean I feel like that's exactly why most of us are doing this so that we can get the stories out that aren't really that popular or that seen and heard um so I'm just happy that someone else and that you know the community is growing so much in these past couple of years because I feel like there's not going to be a you know, a limit on, um, these awesome women and people that are going out there and having adventures. I feel like there's always enough and there's always more, and there's going to be, there's going to continue to be more. So I'm glad that you're part of getting those out there. Thank you. It makes me really happy to be a part of it. And like you said, there's this community and I've been able to meet other podcast women and I recently did an episode with Lou from the solo female traveler and got to talk to her and hear her story and um, just discovering other women in this space as well has been such an exciting part of it because I didn't even know there was this community and now I'm a part of it so it's fun it's a lot of fun okay do you do your podcasts from anywhere like you know when you go back to traveling or you know do you, you're Are you doing this while you're away? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, as of right now, I've like started it and been creating it while I'm here in the States. And I figured because I was only going to be here for a certain amount of time, I figured it was a really good opportunity to kind of get the base going, get it up and running, get it started and have that all the systems kind of put in place to begin with. So that way, when I am traveling again, Hopefully, yes, I'm going to, not hopefully, I am going to continue, um, yeah, producing and working on this while traveling. And my goal is kind of to be able to interview women that I meet, like, while I'm traveling. As of right now, I've done all of my interviews virtually, obviously, but I think it would be really awesome to meet someone, make a connection and be like, hey, can can we talk about this on your podcast and just have them on right there and have that in-person conversation and have them share their story and experience. So um, that is my goal and my hope for, for the future of this while I'm traveling at the same time. Oh, amazing. Um, I love that. Uh, so we ask a question, um, the same question every season. And so I'm going to ask you, 
why do you travel? Mm, that is that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely uh, there's a lot of reasons, um, but I firmly believe that life is not meant to be lived in one place. I think I would be doing myself a disservice if I were to spend the rest of my life in New Jersey. Um, and because there's so much to see and experience, there's so much culture and people are so kind and warm and welcoming. And I think a lot of times we tend to be afraid of the unknown, but if you go out and, you know, talk to those other people, meet those other people, experiences other cultures, you'll realize that, that most of the time people are more good than bad or kinder than, than we assume. And so it really, I don't know if this is even answering your question because it's such a nuanced thing, but. No, um, it does totally. <laughs> yeah, but I, I guess it's just because um, I, I feel like there's too much to experience to stay here. Yeah, I'll, I'll say that. There's too much to experience to stay in one place. Very well wow. said and totally agree. Perfect. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us. We really enjoyed it. And um, we hope to see you, you know, out there more and listen to these awesome women you're going to have on. So good luck. And thank you. Thank you so much. Tiani, where can our listeners find you? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, So on Instagram, I'm while she's away podcast on TikTok while she's away. I'm newly on Twitter because I found that there's a really big podcast community on there that I was not aware of. So Twitter also while she's away and what other social media platforms are there? No, I think that's, I think that's 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 covered. I think those are the ones that I'm on right now. And if you go on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify, all those things you put in while she's away podcast and I'm there. So I hope you come and listen and even reach out. I love when people send messages that they loved an episode or got something from it. Cause that's, you know, that's why we create what we create and that's the best part of it. And so, yeah, come, come join me on another, on another podcast. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. Well, we're linking all of that info um, in the show notes and we can't wait we'll for your for your next um, adventure. Yeah, we'll see you around. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. It's been great talking to you. Thank, Thank you for you, coming. Gianni. Bye. 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 That's our episode. Please remember to subscribe and follow for new episodes dropping every Tuesday. If you enjoyed our show and our guests, please feel free to follow us on Instagram at Oh My Travel Podcast, at The Wild Explorer, and at Martha Gets It. And please feel free to share this with your friends and leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts. Bye. Bye.